Welcome to episode two, beta two, if you will, of DLTU. We've changed the name. Uh, Don't listen to us. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. I decided to change it. Last week when we talked about it, it was DL number two U, but it was too confusing. So I went with DLTU. DLTU is good. I like it. Don't listen to us. It's catchy. We've been listened to by dozens and dozens of people. Have we? Dozens, like literal dozens. Like more than one dozen. Well, (laughs) I'm I'm pretty impressed. Almost four dozen people. Okay. You're on the iTunes store. I'm on the iTunes store. (laughs) Big deal for you. I got to put it on Facebook. Why haven't you yet? I don't know. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm not a nerd. Just irresponsible. Yes, Mm -hmm. but no. But you're not a nerd. But you have to now become a social marketer. Oh God. Okay. Uh, God, I hate that word. A social marketer. Social media guru. You can now, you can now put that in your Twitter feed if you were if on Twitter. I was on Twitter. Melissa doesn't like <gasps> Twitter. She doesn't enjoy Twitter. She doesn't use Twitter. She has a Twitter account that I set up for her, but she used it minimally and then not. She got mad at me one day. I did. Unfollowed me. <laughs> That's going to be one of the worst days of your life when your wife unfollows you. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even a matter of just not not responding i was like you actively unfollowed I did. me i was mad and i was like yeah and i got on and i thought well i won't say what i thought and i unfollowed you i felt like shit when i get this message that you're, you're, you're <laughs> melissa has unfollowed you we weren't married when i unfollowed you i it's don't been that think. long it's been that long okay well you regardless <laughs> Wife, girlfriend, whatever. When someone um, you're madly in love with unfollows you on Twitter, you're like, fuck. <laughs> Jesus, did I ever screw up? <laughs> now, that's an interesting topic. What, what is? That's how, you know, that's how people break up with people now. I'm going to unfollow you on my Twitter account. <laughs> Un-Facebook friend you. Yeah. <laughs> Un-Instagram friend you. It's un-Instagram, un-Facebook, un-Twitter. You're und. You're und. <laughs> This is Don't Listen to Us. This is a podcast uh, for and by us. We're we just doing it for the fun of it. Yeah. I've been uh, podcasting for officially uh, 25 years now. Um, been around since before podcasting was even a, a word. And I've always liked the format. I've always liked the conversation. I'm not a writer. I, I write, but I'm not a writer. I don't think of myself as a writer. I think of myself as a talker. Yes. So I like doing podcasts. I like getting that audio expression of myself out there. But this is new for you. You this is the first time you've ever done anything social oh my gosh, like this. Isn't yeah. it? Yes. No. And I'm very private, right? So yes. this is big for me. Yeah. This is I mean <gasps> put it on Facebook. That means yeah. that maybe people I know are That's gonna right. listen to it and, and why would that be a bad thing? I, I I have to actually analyze that. I don't know. Because I'm very private. I put my work hat on and I go to work mm. and I'm at work and I'm not I you know, I don't I just don't share a lot about myself. It's very funny. We uh, here in our little small town of Gibson, British Columbia, 6,000 people, mm. uh, we have to go around to the back of the supermarket because <laughs> so, Melissa doesn't want to go in the main entrance because she sees too many people she doesn't want to talk to. Avoid people at all costs. <laughs> it's Which, not that I don't. I'm very pl- – hello, oh, and I enjoy my little interaction, but mm. oh, people are a lot, a lot of work. It's very funny that the personality that you are, this bright and bubbly light of the world <sighs> – Hate people. <laughs> people believe it when I say it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we know Sean hates people. But when, when I tell people that you don't like people, like, her? I know. She's, she's all light and sunshine. Mm. It's very funny. I don't seek them out. Let's put it that way. This is true. 
Uh, so this is on our second episode. By the way, thanks very much for the emails. We've gotten uh, a couple emails. Um, and can we? What, what, so oh, no, we're going to ignore them. Fuck them. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. No? We have to read the emails? No, no I'm the no, We are. Well, uh, yeah. Would you want to read the emails at the beginning of the show or at the end of the show? Let's do them at the beginning. All see right, what so it elicits right in us. Uh, our friend, or my friend, you've never met him, Lauren Finkelstein. Yes. Says, uh, we were talking about who can tell you to lose weight on the last deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone was going to tell their dentist receptionist. By the way, yeah, exactly. Someone was going to tell the dentist receptionist that she should lose weight. Shut the fuck up was our advice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, the email address is dltu at yml.me. Lauren says, uh, right or wrong, my mom has no problem saying it to my sister and I. Yeah, oh, (laughs) so. But it's, Uh, I think it would depend on how your mom did it. No. No? No. As a mother, you say that's that's not cool? Well, I've thought it about my youngest, mm-hmm. but I would never. I've, I've hinted that he should be more physically active mm-hmm. and that if you want to get fitter, but I've never actually said, you know what, bud, you're kind of chunky, you're chubby. But he is chubby, but he's also very fit. He is. He's very strong. Now, not, it's not saying a lot. He's fitter than I am. <laughs> That's not. That's He's not, bitter and Sean. Sloths are faster than me. <laughs> but we went to uh, an area, a hiking trail, um, and I hate the word hiking trail because hiking is a, a white word for a walk in the woods. We went for a walk. Went for a walk in the woods up a fucking mountain that you call Soames Hill. It's a hill. It's not a mountain. Look, it's my definition of a mountain <clears throat> is if there's a potential while going up it, I could die of a fucking heart attack. <laughs> That's a mountain. We okay. went up Soames Mountain. We there were several times on the walk up there where I stopped pretending to take a picture. I wasn't taking a picture. I was trying to catch my fucking breath. I was trying not to die. I was trying to get my heart. what are you doing? Taking a picture. I was trying to get my heartbeat down below 200. And the worst thing is, I was literally incapacitated for two days afterwards. He was. Pe- people, he could hardly walk. I was it, was fi- it was physically hilarious. impossible for me to move the yeah. day afterwards. It yeah. was awful. <laughs> I'm so out of shit. You were just laying on your bed, just whining. Completely. Oh, you were whining. Yeah. You. I think you took a picture of yourself and put and, it on Twitter. And yet, and yet, Rory was like a baby mountain goat. He, he just, just he ran up this mountain. Up there. Yeah. The two of you did. left I me was, in the dust. We did you so slow. I'm so slow. <laughs> but in my minor defense, I'm a fairly slow walker anyway. Right. I think part of it's because I'm a by well, nature a photographer. So ah. I'm constantly looking around. I don't want to walk by something too fast because I might miss a light or a scene or something like that. That's my excuse. You could catch something. <laughs> your breath. <laughs> Stop with cigarettes, you know, <laughs> any number of things contribute to it. And oh it's, it's, it's a real shame because I used to be a bit of an athlete when I was in junior high school, high school, and college, and very active. But once I st- sat down in front of a computer as a job, that was mm-hmm. it. I was done. I think so. I used to play a lot of softball when I, when I lived in Vancouver. I was on five different softball teams, but it was beer league softball. If you're out of breath in beer league softball, you're doing it wrong, okay? Because <laughs> general baseball in general should never get you out no, of breath. No, Because it's a very slow sport. Yeah. And then there's that anaerobic burst that you have exactly. to do to, yeah. So uh, I played all, and, and 
in high school, college, and basketball. Sorry, high school and college, and then after short period after college, played a lot of basketball. So I was in very good shape that way. Used to do martial arts. I used to be in good shape, but from about my thirties on, I've been incredibly inactive, and I hate that. But it's just the, the way it is. But yeah, going up Soames Mountain, um, <laughs> we get to the top, and and, and it, it, I, I I tweeted the picture. It was a beautiful scene. That's been shot a thousand times because everyone takes that picture up on up on Soames. <laughs> and Melissa, as we get back down, she's, well, so did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was, it was nice. Are you going to come back? No. Why would I come back? Is the scenery going to change? He says, is, "Tell me the scenery is going to change." Exactly. You know, is 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 the water going to disappear? Is is that island over there going to sink into the ocean? If it does, then I will come up and take a picture yeah. again. But otherwise, it's the same fucking scenery. Why would I go back? Oh my gosh. Anyway, well, it's okay, okay. So we're talking about chubby chubs oh, yeah, and if sorry. their parents will. Uh, and Lauren says, welcome back, Trash Talk Junior. Aww. Thank you, Lauren. This is a funny email from mm-hmm. uh, Edward De La Torre. Edward De La Torre. What a great wow, name. What a name. Edward Love De La Torre. It. Edward is an engagement specialist at the University of Kansas. I don't know what that means. An engagement specialist. I, I, I don't. Uh, uh, technology in- instruction and engagement information technology, uh-huh. Price Computer Center in Lawrence, Kansas. Okay. But he works at the University of Kansas, which is a big deal. That, okay. That's a uh, basketball wise. It's a big school. Will Chamberlain used to play at the University of Kansas. Okay. So it's a, it's a big deal. It's a very good school. But he said, "Afternoon, listen to the Beta One podcast for Don't Listen to Us." I loved it. Did he? With an actual exclamation. <gasps> Wow. I saw that we could email questions for you to talk about. And my question is, this is our first question. Okay. We should be a little bit of a drum roll. Drum roll. I'll add it in post. Uh, which is better, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Oh, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my first thought was, really, dude, uh, <laughs> seriously? Come on. But then I thought, that's actually kind of an interesting question. Well, and if he's an engagement specialist, and I'm thinking uh, uh, engagement in the way of engaging people in conversation or engaging people in debate. Edward De La Torre, tell us what an engagement specialist yes, please. is, please. Anyway, go ahead. Well, are we going to have a little chitty chat about, about that question? We'll chitty chat whatever we want to. Mm. This is our show. Well, you, you had your in- interpretation, yes. I think, of that. So, or You want me to go first? You, uh, well, you would, yeah, you... you when I thought about it, I thought it's actually an interesting question. What is better, Star Wars? Which is better, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings? Okay, first of all, keep in mind, this is always going to be subjective. For me, the difference is how I watch both movies, both series of movies. Let's say the, the, the first three Star Wars that we saw as kids and Lord of the Rings movies. The first three Star Wars I saw as a kid, I saw as a kid. I remember sitting in that movie theater. It was a Saturday afternoon. And the theater was full. There was 500 kids in there. You know, a few adults, but mostly kids. And we had no idea what was going to happen. We had heard about this movie. We were in small town Nova Scotia, so it would have been in the news before it got to us. We had heard about this space thing. Uh, we we got to go see it. Summertime, we, got, we had to go. We saw all the movies. Summertime. And I remember us sitting there, big bag of popcorn, big gulp of soda water. Pockets full of candy, you know, just getting high off life. We were just the happiest kids in the world. <laughs> and I remember that very first scene. To this day, I can remember that very first scene of that, of the Millennium Falcon going through. Mm. And then, ping, 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 ping. I was like, what the hell is that? And then that first battle cruiser. It went on forever. Mm, mm. And we were sitting there going, cool. 
<laughs> and then all the rest of it. It was it was a magical movie. Yes. But I think part of it was magical because I was 10 or mm-hmm. whatever age I was when I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I saw Lord of the Rings in theaters as an adult with all the baggage that comes with that, with mm-hmm. all the expectations. Plus, I had read the books, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I knew what to expect from Lord of the Rings. For Star Wars, I didn't. Also, objectively, in my opinion, I think Star Wars, the first three movies, are better than the Lord of the Rings movies. Not special effects-wise, but story-wise. If nothing else, then all the fucking walking the hobbits did. They walked and walked and walked and walked. And at the end of the movie, end of the very last one, when Gandalf came by and rescued him with the eagle, I was like, where the fuck has the eagle been? I know. Why didn't he bring the eagles in earlier? Exactly. Okay. Why do they fly to the fucking volcano and the eagles? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Drove me nuts. I know, I know. You ha- you've said to me, like, well, you know, why didn't he bring the eagles Everyone in? has said that. Because he wouldn't have had a movie. And the whole Samwise being gay thing, just admit the it, Samwise move on. Ga- I, I had never heard of that until you mentioned really? it. Ever. And I have what no problem heck? with it. I think Samwise was a sweet little character. And but the interaction was so obviously homoerotic. Oh, it was. It was. You're Come on, reading it all into it. And I, again, I have no problem with so it. So you I came up with that all it. on your own. No, like other, other people had said other that. Other people have. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. Really? No, never. Now everyone says, "Well, Samwise got with the little elder, our little hot little hobbit girl at the end." It was okay. He was by fine. Whatever. Oh no! <laughs> oh my goodness! So I think for me personally, Star Wars, for me personally, was a better series of movies. Those first three. We're not going to include the, 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 the prequel three or the, the, the sequel three just because and now it's just stop, stop, stop. It's enough already. So what about your thoughts about it? Mm. Well, my thoughts straight away when, when you were sharing yours was that I think it would be an interesting perspective from somebody that's my son's age, that's 20, mm. and he went through the – and he loves Star Wars and he loves Lord of the Rings. So I, I would be interested to hear what he has to say because well, he was – get his own podcast. Uh, true. <laughs> but for me, it's got to be Lord of the Rings. Really? What? For me, it's Lord of the Rings because I, I, I love that – uh, that fantasy with elves and uh, the wizard and and I know they did all the walking. Uh, but Star Wars is a fantasy with a wizard. Uh, who's the wizard? You could consider Darth Vader the wizard. Oh, he's not. A he was wizard. the evil wizard, like Sauron was an evil wizard. Yes, but Gandalf is not an evil wizard. But no, but you could argue that Luke is Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Luke is a wizard too. No, you who, who? he had magic powers. The force was a magic power. I suppose. Anyway, that sort of thing doesn't appeal to me as much as, as a... And the walking. I love the walking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said to you earlier, come on, give them a break. They don't have any shoes. And, <laughs> and they, they didn't have much food. And Elven bread the, was running out. <laughs> the elven bread was running out. No, I just enjoy that kind of a, a film. Better than like a, a sci-fi thing. But that being so, so in general, do you, you like fantasy more than sci-fi? Is that a fair statement? I think so, okay. yes. I'm just curious. Yes. Um, but that being said, which would you rewatch? Oh, well, I can't watch Lord of the Rings again. But, you, but do you think I it's would, a better series than Star Wars? Uh, I've just watched it so many times. <laughs> Why? Extended versions because of the kids, because oh, okay. of my children. I'd probably watch Star Wars again. 
I would. You know, there's a certain order you're supposed to watch all the Star Wars movies in now? Why? Because of the storyline. You shouldn't watch them. And this is something that's really interesting for people who are adults today who have kids of Star Wars watching age. Yeah. How do you show it to well, them? Well, that was our question with Rory. What do we do? Yeah. Do we start at number one or do we start at number three, I guess? Four was four. the one we saw as kids. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you would start at number four. Right. Yeah. So how are you supposed to do it? There's actually, because nerds ruin everything, um, Star Wars watching order. I'm just going to do a Google search on that. Uh, Star Wars watching. <laughs> Seriously. There's, there's, so let's say there's, there's nine, nine movies, right? But how can you go from number four to number um, one? That watch be- Star Wars in the best order to avoid spoilers. See, because the problem is, if you watch Star Wars in the order that we saw it, yeah, the know. prequels, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. And one of the problems <clears throat> is, and this is a problem I have with a lot of movies, and, and the fact that I can't get out of my own head about this stuff, is that I know that the hero is not in danger. He's going to live through this. You know, whatever actions are going to happen, mm. he's not really in any danger. Because yeah. he's the hero. Yeah. You and I have talked about this before. It's one of the things that just is so compelling for me about Game of Thrones is anybody could die at any fucking Anytime. moment. Yeah. No matter how much you love them or how a bigger star they are. Exactly. You know they Sean Bean was a very, very, not a huge star, but a very, very well known yes. Game of Thrones. You're dead. And up until the moment that he got his head cut off, I'm thinking something's going to happen. Absolutely. He's, he's going to duck. Yeah. You know, or someone's going to shoot an arrow through the executioner's heart. And like, Holy shit, they actually killed I him. I know, I know. And the yeah. Red Wedding. I'm sitting and watching it because I have never, I knew nothing about Game of Thrones before the TV series. So I'd never read the books or, and I don't read any of the spoilers. I don't read any of that stuff. And so I had no idea the Red Wedding happened. I was like, holy shit, they're I killing know. everybody. Oh, I mean, the next day, um, Damon, my son, he could barely speak. <laughs> he was so upset and disgusted <laughs> that that had happened. And it's just, I can't talk about it right now. No kidding. So um, if you watch them in this order, you if, you're, if you don't know anything about Star Wars, you won't get the spoilers. You won't know who Darth Vader is. You won't know about Luke and Leia. You won't know all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, the episode, the the right way to watch Star Wars is release order. If you haven't seen this first six films, come back later for everyone else. Never mind, mm-hmm. never mind. Two viewing orders usually proposed. As Star Wars created, George Lucas originally intended it, beginning with episode one of the prequel trilogy. Right. Uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Or according to release dates, starting with the original trilogy, the ones we saw as kids, number mm-hmm. four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen other other arguments about that. Uh, but there's, yeah, supposedly a, uh, uh, an actual, let's see if I can't find it again, uh-huh. perfect viewing order to watch them. Ah, one, two, three, four, five. Well, that's obvious. That's stupid. There's actually an argument he made for completely skipping one of the movies. One of the, like, one of the original, one of the prequel ones. Yeah. Because it adds no new information. That if literally, if you did not, if you'd never seen them before, and you watch them and you, you skip them, pick up and two, you'd be okay. You'd be fine. Well, you don't know which, which one. No, I'll, I'll look it up later. I think. See, the Phantom Menace was. I don't know. For some reason, that's just such a memorable one for me. For me, none of them are. I recognize them as good movies in the canon of movies. But the first three, though, again, we saw as kids, New Hope, so in the order of the movies, we've been four, five, and six. Those were so much better, but only maybe because I was a kid when I saw them. 
Yeah. Not an adult. And as an adult, I mean, Jar Jar Binks, are you fucking kidding me? Jar Jar Binks drives me nuts. Just, just George Lucas lost his mind on know. that whole thing. Yeah. And so for the, relief. for the last three, I just hate watch them. Yeah. You know, I watch them because I, I have to. It's like, right. the, like season six of Lost. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah. get it over with. <laughs> I hate this show, but I have to watch the See, ending. See, Lord of the Rings was short. Three short? movies. Three movies. Just three. Each one was four hours long. What, four hours. Long. The extended versions were the extended versions. That's were. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But three movies, get it done with. It's done, and then the Hobbit, which was awful. It kind of was. There's no reason for the Hobbit to have been three movies. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that one. So that is a very interesting question, actually. I Lots thought so. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Eleven features you no longer see in cars. We are I, a choke. I think we're the last generation to have seen these things in cars. Okay, because these were things in cars that we were that we saw as kids. See if you remember this stuff. Bench seats. I remember bench seats. Cars don't have bench seats anymore. No. And the best part of a bench seat was you go around, and turn real fast, you slide, you slide, make the girl slide next to you. Yeah. And you could you could hug her like oh, that was great. Oh well, I was thinking of younger and being squished by all the other kids. And how yeah, much or fun it or was. your dad would slam you up against the other side of the car. Yes, exactly. remembering that. Um, tail fins. Mm, kind of, I kind of remember that. The tail fins went around when we were kids. They had stopped in the by the late fifties, early sixties, I think. They're quite useless, aren't they? Uh, utterly useless. Yeah, uh, but on those cars now, look really cool. Yeah. It wouldn't look cool on a car today. No. If someone brought back tail fins, you go, you're a fucking <laughs> idiot. Get out of here. But like on a 57 Cadillac, those things look so cool. They do look pretty Real cool. Real cool on those ones. Yes. Ashtrays. We're the last generation to have ashtrays in our cars. Yes, that's right. Even cigarette lighters are, I think, in all new cars, I'm going to guess as in the last five years, no such thing as cigarette lighters anymore. They still have the... They have the little the well, hole why? for uh, electronics, for charging yeah. things, oh. for um, USB devices and that kind of stuff. Okay. But there are no ashtrays in cars anymore. My brother made me put my finger on. I, I lit up one when I was... I know, right? You were listening. I put my finger... had all these little concentric circles burning yes. on the end of my finger. Could you not see the thing was red hot? Just, I would do anything How he told me you? to do. I was just pretty little. How? You're pretty little now. <laughs> just, that's my memory of a cigarette lighter. How old were you? I don't remember. That it literally burned off. Well, yeah. Maybe that's why that my iPhone doesn't take on no my shit. fingerprint yeah, very well on my finger. right index finger. Were you a baby? Were you nine? Were you maybe I was like nine or ten? Jesus. I don't know. Isn't that awful? It is that you're that dumb. What a dumbhead! Because no. I didn't do anything you told me to do. They're like, Psh, ow. Plus, your brother was an asshole. He was. He was a big brother. Yeah, but I was a big brother too. But I never did anything you, that bad. Oh, you did terrible things. Oh, as I a did. Big brother. I'm, I'll be the first one to admit it. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I wouldn't really. have done something that here. Touch this hot thing. <laughs> yeah, oh. I know he did. Spacious trunks. When I was in um, high school, college, me and my buddy bought a '67 Cadillac Eldorado. Fucking boat. The thing was 27 feet long. It had a trunk that a Vietnamese family could live in. It was just huge. <laughs> Polish family. It was yeah. massive. <laughs> I'm six three. He was six four, six five. We could literally fit in the trunk, each of us, both yeah. of us at the same time. It was huge. Yeah. You don't have trunks like that anymore. 
I remember we used to go to the drive-in and two people would, of course, the driver and one other person, go up to the drive-in, pay for the two yeah. of them. And there'd be like four of us in, in the, the trunk. trunk. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd pull up and then I'd hear my brother go, one, two, three. And they'd jump up and they'd run around and our brother jump. We'd all pile up and we'd all sit there like <laughs> in the car like nothing, yeah. nothing had happened. Big trunks. Big trunks. Vent windows. Remember oh, those? Oh, yes, a little bit at the, the end that you could just window. open up. That's right. I was noticing your car has that window, but it doesn't open. It doesn't open. It's the shape is there. No, and and there was a little lever, and yeah. you just push it for, yeah, okay. And I remember that because in Nova Scotia in the wintertime, and you wanted to, your mom wanted to smoke in the car, that's what you do. You, you hold your cigarette out that little vent window. Right. And flick the ashes out of there. Right, yes. Something I, I don't know many people, I don't think, I think I've asked you this before, a lot of people don't remember, is a floor-mounted dimmer switch for your high beams. Did you have that in Australia? Oh, I don't. No, I don't remember that. Because rather than flicking the stock on the steering column, right. there's actually there's had, a button oh. by your left foot. No, 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 I don't remember that. Now, basically, where you put your foot, there was a button for the dimmer switch was there. Okay. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Horn rings. Well, what do you, what do you mean, like... What do you mean? Rather, right now, you push the center bit for the horn. There used to be a separate ring around the outside of the uh, steering column, the steering oh, wheel. Oh, yeah. Look at the steering wheel. That was the actual ring. Oh, right? okay. I'm remembering. Which is kind of interesting. <laughs> Audible turn signals. I didn't yes. realize turn signals no longer make any noise. No, no, you're right. Which is probably why we see so many idiots driving down the street with, the with, turn, their, with their turn signal on. Because they used to go clink, 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 clink. Does mine? Okay, yeah. Does yeah, yours what? I feel like mine makes a noise. Anyhow, okay. And a choke. You don't see chokes anymore. You don't see chokes, no, no. Remember that? I don't think we ever had a car that needed choke. I know we had a tractor on the farm I, yeah i think it was it just the tractor i had a car that had a choke you had a car with a choke yeah interesting <laughs> you thought this was the funniest thing in the goddamn world and you were so cruel <laughs> people with no sense of direction are sought for a study on devastating conditions she, she's already fucking laughing I'm sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody many people get lost when navigating a new place but a university of calgary psychology team is trying is trying to find people who have absolutely no sense of direction. Uh, they're studying a potentially hereditary neurological condition known as developmental topographical disorientation. I'm sorry. Okay. You are so mean. I'm sorry. It was just, I'm sorry. It causes people to be unable to hold maps or directions in their minds and be petru perpetually lost, even in their own homes. In their own homes, people. I'm oh like, and, and okay, am I allowed to say that Sean, this has happened to Sean? You have to tell everybody what you're. I have literally gotten lost in my own home. <laughs> no, no, it's worse. I've gotten lost in my own bathroom. Uh, what? How, you, I, you, I, I had a bathroom in the place I lived in Nashville that had two doors. Right. One of the doors led out into the hallway living room area, the other door led back into the bath, into the bedroom. And there was many, many times when my brain says, okay, go to the kitchen. And I went, ended up in the, be in the bedroom. <laughs> standing in the bedroom going, oh, fuck. <laughs> I had to turn around and go the other way. 
I have the worst sense of direction he in really the world. Does. Yeah. I can't find my ass with a map and a flashlight. Yeah. I'm just awful. And part of it is because developmental topo- topographical dis- disorientation. <laughs> Are you comforted now that you you have a diagnosis? I really cracks you up just the developmental oh, topographical disorientation. But why is it developmental? Because they think it's 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 a hereditary neurological condition. This un, the sense of direction thing. That's what they're trying to find out. They're trying to find out whether this set lot, lack of sense of direction is hereditary as opposed to being just you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought it was just because I was dumb. Well, no, I mean, anyway, it's silly. Everything's hereditary. So, was your what about your mom? And what was we didn't she? have a car. We never went anywhere, so I have no idea whether mom's got a good. Okay. She has a good sense of memory. That's absolutely true. My mother could remember phone numbers from when I was a baby. You asked my yeah. mom. You asked my mom what the phone number was in the place we lived in Princess Margaret Boulevard when yeah. I was four. And she's, she's just reading the number. Off. She was amazing with numbers. She really wasn't was. She? Yeah, she okay, was really so incredible. That's, so we don't know if 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 she but, had. I've heard of this, not this before, but I've heard of the explanation of it is some people can't visualize themselves in 3D space. And that's it's definitely true. my problem. Absolutely. I can't hold a map of where I am or where I've been or where I'm going in mm-hmm. my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you tell the story of when you first, first realized it was actually true in Australia. Oh, well, we had turned off. So it was a day we were searching for Glenrock Lagoon. I remember very clearly. And we pulled off of the highway and went, we had gone. Okay, so we're driving along and we went left off of the highway down a side road. And then we were arguing and getting all upset and all everything was getting all heated up. And we turned around and went back up to the highway. And of course, to go back in the direction that we had come from, we needed to go right. Mm-hmm. But you were absolutely, you you absolutely adamantly went in the other direction. Nope. And I looked at you and I was like, no, we came from that direction. And then in that moment, I realized, whoa, yep. he really, really doesn't know what direction he came from. It happens to me all the time. I'll go left to get into some place. And when I come out of it, I go left again. I, well, I'm recalling being with you and thinking, no, Sean, no, no is that, that's what it is. And it gets worse. Because of this, I recognize the fact I get lost. So I don't get really upset when I get lost. He doesn't. I don't mind asking for directions. But with technology, we have GPSs. That's Fantastic. Right. But my problem is sometimes I ignore the GPS because I know better. No, you don't, you big idiot. You've proven hundreds and hundreds of times that you don't. I'll, be, have, I'll look at my GPS. I'll be on the motorcycle. Going down the highway, the GPS says, turn left here. And I go, no, the place I want to go is in front of me. So I'll keep going straight and ignore the GPS and find out, no, in fact, the road's closed or it veers off to the right and not going to go where I'm going to go. If I just listened to the GPS, I would have gotten there. Yeah. Don't ignore the GPS. But That's I make, my advice to you. I mean, thanks. But I make allowances for it. I always try to get everywhere half hour early mm-hmm. because I know I'm going to get lost twice along the way. So I make allowances for that. Even places I know I've been before, I'll still... Try to get there early because I know I'm going to get lost. Mm-hmm. I get lost very, very easily. Yeah. See, you've you, you've adapted so well, mm-hmm. but see, I didn't know you before GPS. No. So I don't know how what you. I did. didn't leave the house. <laughs> I, I just I was a hermit. I just, well, you were lost in the bathroom. You couldn't get well, out. <laughs> the funniest thing was when I first moved to when I first when I first moved to Vancouver. Uh, I lived in the North Shore, and I went to school at Capilano College, and I took the bus to go to school. 
mm-hmm. and I'd go back and forth on the buses. So I knew how to get places on the buses. I knew how to get to Lonsdale Key. I knew how to get to Vancouver. I was on the buses. I'm fine. A couple of years living in Vancouver, I buy a car. And I go to pick up a friend. He lives in a, a, a place called Seymour Parkway. And we're going to go to Lonsdale, which is you know 10 kilometers away. And so we're driving, and suddenly I make a right-hand turn and go up the hill when it's generally a straight line from his place to Lonzo Key, say, for example. And I go up the hill, and then I make a, a left, and I go, and then I make a right going up the hill even more. Okay. And I make a left. And he's like, where are you going? I said, we're going to Lonzo Key. Why are you taking this road? It's I was like, down at the ocean. I was like, because this is where the buses go? <laughs> the bus route oh my god that's hilarious that's how i knew how to get around oh my god that's so cute so whenever i went anywhere oh well i would go the express route don't go the milk run so i would take the bus route wherever i wanted to go It took me years to realize there's a low road I could have gone that would have been a half hour yeah, faster. It's at sea level. Lonsdoki is at sea level. So you have to tell everyone, oh, though, what you, what you – did you tweet what what you said in response to that, uh, requesting people to join them at Calgary University? Yeah, so whatever, you know, this study is looking for volunteers, people who, have, who might have this condition. And I said, I'd be happy to sign up for it, but I'd get lost going to the lab <laughs> – <laughs> so I started wondering how is everyone going to turn up? <laughs> they pretty much have to send an Uber to get you, you yeah, know. They, they would, they would. They have to put beacons on people. Okay, we're going to insert this chip <laughs> at the base of your skull so that we know where you are at all times. Oh God, it was just yeah. You just cracked yourself up with that. That was the funniest oh, thing ever. I could ever. not stop giggling. <laughs> oh, and I feel terrible because you know I'm sure it's awful for people. It, I think it depends on how you relate to it and react to it. If you get upset and pissed off, you know, the old cliches, men are notorious for not asking for directions. Mm. And so if that's the way you react to being lost, then yeah, this condition, whatever it is, could be very, very bad. Yes. You upset your family, you get back in the car and you're pissed off and angry and that kind of stuff. But for me, it's like, yeah. It is. You are amazing. It's just how you cope with it. We, uh, she who should not be named, who I used to ride motorcycles with, used to get so pissed off at me. She didn't know where we were going either, but she didn't want to lead with her GPS. Her bike, her motorcycle had built-in GPS. Oh. And so I said, well, you know, if you don't want to get lost, you want to use your GPS, you you, you lead. No, I'm not going to lead. You lead. Okay. But if I lead, I'm going to get lost sometimes. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. And w- one of the things is that. Because mm-hmm. I've gotten lost so often, so many times, and because I'm riding a motorcycle, on a motorcycle, I've always told people, on a bike, you're never lost. Sorry. I've always told people, if you don't care where you are, you're never lost. That's you know what I mean? It's yes. just sort of. And on a motorcycle, I often, it was the act of driving, the riding the bike that was more fun than the destination we were going to. Because mm-hmm. when we got to the destination, I had to stop riding. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to stop riding. I like riding. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when, when I rode, I would take the long route around. You know, if there was, uh, when I lived in Chilliwack and I need to get downtown Vancouver, it's about a 45-minute straight trip, I would take the back road. It would take me two hours. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Connecticut and needed to get to New York City, you could go 45 minutes down 995, or you could take two and a half hours to go back roads. I took the book back roads. Well, it's good if you don't have an agenda that yeah. you have to or be Or time on. to be there or, or yeah. things like that. 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she would get pissed off because I'd be just be beautiful scenery. Da, 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 I'd miss a turnoff. Yeah. You know, I said, go, go right. I missed the, oh, shit. Because I'm, it's easier to see a GPS in a car because it's usually up at eye level. Yes. Whereas motorcycles down on your handlebars, you have to yeah. keep looking down. Mm. And you don't want to look down a lot on a motorcycle. Oh, no. Especially in like city traffic and things like that. So I would miss turns all the time. But the GPS would just reroute me. And didn't oh, care. it always reroutes. It didn't, it's fine. The funniest rerouting one I ever had was I went down to visit my friend uh, Chuck Laternos in um, – he lived in S- northern New Jersey, a really, really pretty part of New Jersey. So I drove down there to go see him. Have lunch with him. And that was one of the great things about living in America was that I live in Connecticut and I can drive four states over and meet a friend in a whole different state. You can't do that. It takes nine hours to get out of British Columbia to the next state for us. So I went and visited Chuck. We had great lunch, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting ready to leave. It's about three o'clock. I'm thinking, oh, three o'clock. The route I came to get here is through rush hour traffic in New York City. I do not want to do that. Mm -mm. So I told my GPS to take me home and the GPS basically from Chuck said Chuck place said go left and I'm thinking well if I go left that's into the meat of rush hour so I won't I'll go right and have the GPS reroute me and at some point the GPS will reroute me around the traffic is what I'm thinking mm. so I kept driving I kept driving the GPS kept saying go left go left go left and I kept ignoring it mm. and then at one point it said go right and I was like okay good this is what I wanted I wanted to, to route me around the traffic but the information screen of the GPS was all weird it usually it says how many kilometers you or how many miles you have to get to the next turn, how many miles you have to get to your destination, and what time you'll get to your destination. But on this particular one, it was completely blanked out. That was odd. And I'd been riding for about an hour, so it was time to get off the bike anyway. So I pull off the side of the road to have a cigarette and try to figure out why my GPS was wonky. And on this GPS, you had the regular GPS map. When you tapped on the screen, it would show you a blowout picture mm-hmm. of your whole route. And I wish, I wish I'd taken a screenshot of this because the GPS had apparently gotten pissed off at me and said, fine, asshole, you want to go this way? We're going to route you through Detroit. Oh, <laughs> And shit. literally the GPS has, was routing me through Detroit, Michigan, oh. up into Toronto oh. and back down around through Vermont oh. to get home. Oh, 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 It was like, you want to avoid New York City? Fine, this asshole. going to take you. Oh, no. It was like a six-day drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the GPS is all blanked out, because its numbers didn't go that high. Oh, no. So what did you do? Oh, I rewrote I said, no, 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 no. I went left. Fine. I'll do it your exactly. way. Exactly. Went through traffic for seven hours to get back home. But... Directionally challenged. I really am. I really am. These are the world's 10 most expensive cities. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Name me a city you think would be on this list of the ten most expensive cities in the world. Mm, New York live. would be on the list. New York is not even on the list. New York is twenty seventh. Okay, Vancouver. There are no North American cities on this list. Expensive? You mean like real estate or prices used in the calculations? Um, sorry. Mm. Do, 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 do. Uh, Intelligent Unit Survey tracked prices of 160 products and services in cities across the world, including food and drink, clothing, rent, utility bills, etc. Hmm. So that's how they figure out how expensive a city is. What about Sydney? Sydney, Australia is number 10. Okay. Sydney. Tokyo? Tokyo is not on the list, which surprised the hell out of me because Tokyo has yeah. always been described as a very expensive city. Yeah. Uh, London? 
London not on the list. <clears throat> oh, for heaven's sake. So all these places are more expensive than the place we've always heard as being expensive. And none are in North America. Tell me whether you live in these cities. All right. Okay. Sydney, Australia is number 10. Would you live in Sydney, Australia? You have in the past, so would you live there again? Mm, uh, it, it, yes, really? depending okay. where it was. Tel Aviv, Israel. Oh. Number nine. I don't know if I'd live there or not. I don't I think I would. To Tel Aviv. I don't think I would yeah. live in, in Tel Aviv. Copenhagen, Denmark, number eight. Mm, no, I don't want to live in Denmark. Really? No. I'd live in Denmark. Okay. I, I, I think I would. Seoul, South Korea. Oh, no, I wouldn't live in Seoul. No, no, I would not. No. Geneva, Switzerland. I think it'd be boring in Geneva. You know what? I I would say I was going to say the same thing. Apologies to anyone who's Swiss. Oh, yes, that's what I've always heard. It's a beautiful country. Beautiful, beautiful people. Don't live boring there. Boring as shit. Just boring is something. Just boring. Oslo, Norway. Possibly. No. Too Why? cold. Too, Too cold. cold? Oh, is it cold. really cold? Yeah, I'm not living cold ever again. Okay. I'm not living cold. Okay. Hong Kong. Oh, no, I don't. No, don't no, too many people. Too many people. No. Don't like people. Va- Vancouver pretty much my max city-wise. As much of a city kid as I am, oh. I wouldn't live in a city much bigger than, like, living in the city. I live in the outskirts, but in the city, Vancouver is pretty much my max. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Zurich, Switzerland, again, same reasons. No, I don't live in Switzerland. Paris, France. Depends where it was. Yeah, that, that, that's the, one, the only one on the list where I'd say, yeah, depends on where in Paris you Depends you on where, but that, yeah. And number one, most expensive city in the world, Singapore. Singapore. Yeah, that surprised me. Apparently it's very clean there. Yes. Very, very clean city. The Associated Press, breaking news. U.S. Supreme Court grants a stay of execution to a Missouri inmate who argued the process could cause him undue suffering. Oh dear I'm sorry what This guy has a fucking great lawyer Uh, He does I want to read the argument he made To the U.S. Supreme Court That granted a stay of execution Because the execution Would cause the inmate Undue pain and suffering Mm -hmm. That's wild That is wild Has there been a precedent set For any such a thing Or is this a new thing Um I'm I'm completely against the death penalty. Yes, I as, am too. As we've we said, I saw a tweet the other day that since 1983, 155 death row inmates have been exonerated. You see that? I mean, that's just, that's 153 people that we would have put the death otherwise. I mean, speaking of suffering, imagine being there and and they're there for years. They're and there and for you're 15, sitting there and you years. know that even if you did know, you should be there. But really, yeah. And I, I as much as I hate cliches and bumper sticker philosophy this was what changed my mind about the death penalty and the bumper and the button was why do we kill people to show that killing people is wrong yeah no we shouldn't ask citizens to kill fellow fellow citizens you know you're asking the state people of the state that doctor that prison guard that kind of yes maybe they want to and maybe the guy deserves to die, but that's not what we should be doing as a, as a society. No, I don't think so either. I don't agree with it. And it's been shown many times that it's more expensive because of all the court things, mm-hmm. not just having them on death row, but all the appeals and the lawyers and the courts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's more expensive than just leaving somebody in, in, in prison. I think it's more punishment to let someone rot in prison for the rest of their natural life. Yeah, I do too. I do too. But yeah, if if you you have the world's greatest lawyer, you somehow manage the supreme, commits the supreme court of a legal argument that the 
actual execution would cause you pain and suffering. So did it, what happened? I haven't I, seen I, a follow-up. Oh, okay. But the logic of it would be, all right, find a way to execute them that won't cause them pain. But usually they do, though. Usually they, they do what? In some places, I mean, of course it would be an incredibly um, frightening experience, but I don't think there's places, a lot, everyone does it where the, where the person's in pain. Name me an execution method that causes no pain. Well, what if... Well, what Even if it's momentary pain. Oh. You mean just like getting a needle or something? Well, it's all going to be inflicting pain. Now, oh, the so argument against that is, well, he should have thought of that before he killed that person. Because they felt pain too. Yeah. And I accept that argument. Mm -hmm. But... Because we have made that mistake so many times, we've convicted the wrong person so many times. Yeah, you, there should be no chance taken. Ever. Even if the person was caught with the knife slicing the throat, mm -hmm. uh, you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt mm -hmm. that he was the killer. I still don't believe in death penalty. No, anymore. nor do I. But yeah, what a great lawyer that guy had. That's just mind-boggling. Wow. In our advice segment of the show, by the way, again, this is uh, Do Not Listen to Us, DLTU. Send us emails, DLTU at YML.me. If you get a chance, we're on the iTunes store now. We don't have a logo yet. We'll get one eventually. But if you'd like to put a review on the iTunes store, that'd be kind of cool. You can tell the people on iTunes store how lovely my wife's voice is. <laughs> I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. My hair is naturally thick, curly, and voluminous. Voluminous. This is not oh me, by the way. This is, could be describing my wife. I do my best to keep it in neat spirals, but every once in a while, it gets a mind of its own and starts to frizz. Okay. When this happens, I pull it back into a ponytail, even though it looks like I have a bush growing out of my head. I used to straighten it when it was, I was in college, but it was very damaging. It took many hours a week, so I've learned to live with the curls. Okay. I'm a receptionist at a university in a wealthy and conservative area. On a recent humid day, my hair began to frizz midday. Before I got a chance to grab a ponytail holder from my bag, I interacted with a parent who told me my hair looked unprofessional. And I later found out, complained to my boss about it. Wow. My boss told me this wasn't the first time he'd gotten a complaint about my hair and asked me to do something to make it look normal. I'm stumped on what to do. I don't want to spend a ton of money or time straightening it. Updos aren't a great option because my hair tends to be too thick for pins or clips. Mm. Are daily ponytails my best bet? I'd love to hear from you and your readers. Guidelines of professional hair. Mm. By the way, um, in case readers are wondering, my hair texture is not indicative of any ethnicity or culture that might get my boss in hot water for his normal hair comment. Mm. I'm a pale white girl from the southern U.S. Mm. Mm. Interesting. It's another example of <clears throat> how we get so bent out of shape about other people other people's business that we've got no business in. So she has hair. Yeah. So her hair is frizzy. Well. Fuck off. Well, because we're, we're completely bombarded with image, with images of what people are supposed to look like in certain roles. What is unprofessional hair? Well, you know, I have very, very. Beautiful. Very curly. Beautiful. Very thick. Beautiful. Hair. Beautiful. That does get frizzy. Mm -hmm. Unless I do something with it, so consequently, my my we have a lot of hair at my house. My my oldest son, he got a job, and when years ago, and he it, there were comments about his hair mm. because he has a lot of very curly hair, yep. and if it's not cut super super short, 
Um, and he got discriminated against, and he actually lost that job. That's just bizarre. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if the job requires, like, if you're in a, a, a restaurant kitchen, you yeah, got to put well, it up you, in a hair net. You put thing. it in a net. Yeah. But otherwise, what difference is Shut up. Oh, my goodness. Great. The advice columnist on this one is mm. askamanager.org. Love the advice. Mm. Um, when she said, uh, ask me to do something to make, make my hair look more normal, the person says, it's reasonable to point out to your boss that this is your normal hair. This is my normal hair. This is what I am, dude. That <sighs> just infuriates me. Yeah. It's just bizarre that people would. Uh, and I would say to her, don't get your hair straight. I used to get my hair straightened. I used to. Really? Abso- absolutely. I used to insist on it. Not like with a profession. Uh, my, my, the hairdresser used to just straighten it with the hairdryer, so it was dead straight. Mm. My hair, all this curl, would be dead straight. Wow. Yeah, because I felt like I shouldn't have curls. Your curls are beautiful. I love your curls. No. Well, thank you. Uh, that's going to be it for this edition of uh, – this is your weekend edition. The weekend edition of. Because uh, Melissa and I – or Melissa is on vacation because of the Easter school break here in uh, British Columbia. Uh, what are you doing? I'm just tickling my koala's ear. Oh, <laughs> I'm tickling my koala. I'm that sounds tickling. a bit rude. Is that, <laughs> it's not is my that, is it's that, my koala. <laughs> maybe it was an Australian euphemism. I, you know, I was going to say. Yeah, really. Maybe, yeah. Tickling. In Australia, for girls, it's their koala, not their yeah, Exactly, tickling the koala. <laughs> um, if you have any uh, comments, questions, thoughts, critiques, whatever you'd like, send us yes. to us at dltu at yml.me. Yeah, we'd love to hear what you have to say about our show. If you have any questions, even People questions. should ask for advice. See if we can give you advice. Like, I think we'd be really advice. good at that. We'd suck Come at on, it. People, but why not? I want to say thanks to Lauren Finkelstein uh, for sending his email. And also Is to Lauren Ed- Jewish? Oh, I have geez, a feeling. So Jewish. <laughs> I love that name, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren Finkelstein. Such a great name. Such a Jew. <laughs> such a wonderful Jew. Lapsed Jew, as he will be the first one to point out to you, but he is Jewish. Uh, and also thanks to Edward De La Torre. Oh, thank you, Edward Dilatore. Great name. Love it. My and I hope he lets us know what that is. What, what uh, the University An of Kansas engagement, engagement specialist. specialist is. Okay. Edward, thanks very much for listening. Thanks to all you guys for listening. Uh, review us in the iTunes store. Send us emails to dltu at yml.me. Tell your friends <laughs> about this bit of foolishness. As Until next time we do this, I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. And you've been listening to Don't Listen to Us. Don't. See ya. <laughs>